to Exploration, the Quest Federal Credit Union podcast. Today we're recording episode five and we are joined by some special guests. I've got Matt Jennings, CEO here with me. Brian, how are you today? Doing well. How are you? Excellent. Thanks. Great. I've also got our Chief Operations or Operating Officer, Tammy Sherman, our Chief Finance Officer, Paige Wallace, and our Chief Compliance Officer, Andrea Good. We are all together and we're going to have a nice open conversation uh, about membership and other topics related to, to that topic. And uh, we'll go from there. So, any- Sounds good, Brian. We, uh, as everyone knows, we did the first two on uh, the credit union, the board of directors, field of membership, and then a little bit about uh, Quest and who we are and what our brand is like. We followed that with two uh, episodes that were primarily focused on Brian and what Brian does because of the relevance of online security right now, uh, you know, protecting your identity and your card information, your online banking credentials. And now we want to circle back and just sort of start with the basics. And that's What's it take to become a member of Quest? What documentation should you have with you? And there's no better people to ask these questions of than the three in the room. Uh, They all came up doing these things on a day-to-day basis, working with our membership. Uh, Then now they have administration and oversight of the the, uh, forms and the processes and the data processing system that we use uh, to open our membership. So hopefully this will be enlightening and informational and keep it really simple for people so they know when they join or if they want to modify their membership in some way, exactly what they need to do to do it. Sounds great. Why don't you say hi, Tammy? <laughs> hi. <laughs> Give us a little update. What are, you, uh, what are you responsible for on the operations side of things? Uh, I oversee the offices, the managers, and then the staff. I also handle um, HR any HR duties. Awesome. How long have you been with Quest? I'm coming up on 27 years. Fantastic. Paige. Yes. Give us a little bit about you. Um, I'm the chief financial officer, so I get to do all the, not all the number crunching, but part of the number crunching, the board reporting. Um, I also oversee the card portfolios. So that when you have an issue with your card, some of that comes to me. Great. And how long have you been with Quest? 20 years now. Andrea, give us a little information. I'm the Chief Compliance Officer. I've been here for 18 years, since I know you're going to ask. (laughs) I oversee the loan department and all the compliance for the credit union, so all the rules and regulations to make sure we implement those um, and still be able to service our members. So between the three of those uh, wonderful people on staff, we've got a combined total of 65 years, give or take, of experience here at the credit union. So as Matt said, these are the absolute best people to talk about with uh, with regard to how to become a member. What do you need to do to update your membership? Uh, we'll talk about some current events stuff like with uh, dealing with the pandemic and how to maintain membership information uh, through the drive through or if you have to stop in. What do you what should you have? have with you to make sure it goes smoothly. So uh, 
Matt, do you have a first question? I do for Andrea. And since Andrea is our compliance person, and you know, we lovingly, jokingly call her the compliance hag because she sets all the rules and she takes the uh, rules and regulations that we get handed down by the federal government and turns them into workable policy that we can live with. And, and of course, you know, it's, she does a great job with it, but it's tough because these are government rules that they're not flexible and they do not bend. And we do have to meet a lot of requirements for just a basic membership, let alone some of the other stuff we do. So that leads me to the question, Andrea, it, let's say that Matt Jennings is brand spanking new to Quest. And I'd love to be able to walk in the lobby right now, but we can't do that based on the pandemic like Brian alluded to. But I, I'm gonna call in and I'm gonna get just a basic membership started. What am I gonna be asked for? What do I need to provide uh, back to the Quest employee to make sure that my account gets opened and that I'm not making multiple trips to town or that we're not trying to collect stuff through the mail, et cetera? Um, the things we're gonna need to know from you when you call in, we're gonna need to know your, obviously your name, your date of birth, your social security number, um, your address. Um, when you really that's all we need to set it up and anybody who's going to be joint owner on that account we're going to need that same data and then we're also going to need that information for anybody you would like to make as payable on death beneficiary to your account um, so we can get that set up for you um, and then when you show up we're going to need a valid identification from you so valid means not expired that being said currently we're accepting expired IDs due to the right, pandemic. Right. Um, so, you know, we will ask you for that, an updated one, once this is all over. However, we are accepting those now. And the only other thing you'll need is proof of your address if it's different than what's on your ID. Okay, very good. That was going to be my follow-up question. So I come in and, you know, I call in and I get everything set up over the phone and then I'm going to come to a drive through one of our locations and send my ID in and sign off all my paperwork. Um, my ID doesn't match my current address. What would be a valid um, validation uh, of, of where I currently live? Um, normally, some people give us even their pay stubs because okay. their employer will have it on there because um, a lot of people aren't receiving utility bills in the mail anymore. So we've had people even show us their utility bill on their cell phone, like and email it to us so that shows okay. their electric is on at this address. Um, so usually it's utility bills and sometimes even people give us their pay stubs that have the valid address on it. Okay, that's great. Andrea, you mentioned the topic and just, you know, sometimes people in the credit union industry joke a lot about these terms and other things that we we kind of just throw them out like, oh, yes, we know all about it. But for some people that are not as familiar with the credit union industry, Tammy, what's the difference between an owner and a joint owner? An owner is the primary person on the account and the joint owner would be that secondary person that has access and can do business. All right. Can I ask a question, Brian? Absolutely. All right. So, Tammy, let's take that one step further. When we talked in episode one about how uh, our board of directors is elected by our membership, if I am the primary on an account or the owner, I'm allowed to vote at our annual meeting. Is that correct? That is correct. But if I'm just a joint owner... I still can transact and I can withdraw money or cash a paycheck or something like that, but am I allowed to vote on membership as a joint owner? No, you are not. Okay. So that being said, if you want that ability to vote, and let's just use a husband and wife as an example here, 
say you were the primary owner and Joe was the secondary owner, for him to be able to vote, he would simply just want to open even just a basic share account of his own. Correct. So he was primary and would, you would both have that right to vote. That is correct. Okay, very good. The other benefit to that is the insurance on the account. Expand. That's probably an Andrew question, but <laughs> I know that that makes a difference. Like if, if you're the owner of an account and you have a joint owner, there's you're limited to the amount that the NCUA will insure on that account. However, if I have a separate account from my spouse and he's joint on my account, that creates another insurance benefit to us. So you're talking about the federal deposit insurance. Correct. Held through the NCUA, which we've talked about and there. That's our federal regulator and insurer. So Andrea, do you want to expand that a little? Uh, sure. I mean, and there is so many different ways that you can make sure that you are covered if you have over $250,000 on deposit at the institution. You can set it up as Paige was talking with having one in your primary name and some in your joint name. Um, you can also expand it by adding different beneficiaries. There are different ways that you can do it. And the best way to make sure that you are protected is to get on the NCUA's website and you can plug in literally how you have your account set up and they will tell you whether or not you are covered, whether they would cover your account based on the joint owners you have on it and or the beneficiaries you have on it. And you don't even have to put in your name. You could use John Smith, John Smith and Jane Doe and whatever. You don't have to put give them any of your account information. You can plug it in there and play with all of those numbers. Like a what if. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, and I always tell people because I get this question um, from, from some depositors about what do I do if I'm, I'm, I'm exceeding, you know, I have a, a, an account in my wife's name and I have an account, but I'm going to exceed that insurance limit. And, you know, in all fairness, um, Quest is very safe and sound, but I, I'm always honest with people and say, hey, look, you know, look for uh, some diversification and have an account somewhere else. Um, but I always encourage them to look local for that and let, let's try to keep those dollars here. So that's all good information. I'll include in the uh, show notes the website for the NCUA, but that's ncua.gov, ncua.gov. So I guess, Brian, if I can ask another question, we've got Paige in the, in the room who is a, a, our, one of our card experts. And so now we have... Um, you know, this primary owner and the joint owner and their accounts opened up and they've got a little bit of money on deposit, which all we require is $5 into your regular share. But of course, we have the ability to set up, you know, help you with your direct deposit from work, et cetera. What is, because this is, you know, paramount right now, what is the process to get that first ATM and or debit card? And I know we're going to go in depth in this in another episode of exploration, but just what's the basics and what do you need to provide? What do you need to ask for uh, to make sure we get that right for you? Well, typically when they open the checking account, they'll have to pull any funds. I believe that's still the case. So um, that may or may not qualify you for your card, depending on what's on that report. Uh, but how we're just going to assume that that's been done and you can request the card. So we do have the ability now to instant issue cards, which means you can call in or come into a branch and ask for a debit card. And in five or 10 minutes, depending on how busy they are, walk away with that card and, and go right to Walmart or the gas station or an ATM or wherever you choose to make that first purchase and start using that card if you have funds in your account. So 
I mean, you're you're looking at max 10 minutes probably to request a card, get the card, be able to use the card. And Very you good. can set up your own PIN number and all that stuff. So it literally is yours. <laughs> and I know we're talking about new memberships right now, but would that also carry through for, I've been a member since, my gosh, I think it was 1988. But uh, I, I lost my card or my card cracked and now it's not going to work. That, that instant issue works the same way for me. Yep. Very yep. Good. You can get the exact same card number if it's just your dog got a hold of it or you shredded. They got shredded because you left it at another financial institution's ATM or whatever the case is. Or if you had fraud on your card and you need a whole new number, that works the exact same way for all of those. Excellent. So I'm going to just throw this out to the group and, you know, maybe even Brian's going to get in on this answer. But um, so I just opened my new membership and I would like to be able to access my account through online banking. It's me 247 or our mobile app. Is that available right away? And maybe taking that one step further, I'd like to pay a couple bills this weekend out of my money that I deposited. But am I able to access online banking and the mobile app right away and what is the quick and dirty way of signing up for that um, that bill pay service? It has to be requested. That's yeah, the only drawback, that's and correct. that's to prevent fraud. Yep. Yeah. So yes, as a new member or as as an existing member uh, looking for online banking, as Paige just said, you do have to sign up or request that, which can be done by a call. Isn't that correct? Yes, you, correct. You don't have to stop into a branch or if you're doing it through the drive-through, that's great. That'll work as well. But you can make a simple phone call. We'll verify you and then we will turn on online banking. Uh, it can be done very quickly within uh, just minutes of, of taking the call or making the making the connection. We will turn that on for you and you will have a, up to 24 hours to make your first login. You can do everything from a desktop or laptop computer. You can also do everything you need to do to sign in for the first time from your phone, whether it's your browser-based login, and we'll give you that web address, of course. It's available right on the website. You can also download our mobile app from your app store, whether it's for an Android or Apple device, and do all of it through the mobile app. So all of the avenues are open to get you that first sign-in to online banking. And then as soon as you get in, uh, in the online banking uh, platform, get logged in, you, you know, you'll have to provide a username and password and we'll give you special information about first time login because that is different from every time after that. Uh, but once you get logged in with your username, password and answer your security questions, then enrolling for bill pay, as you asked about, Matt, is uh, very easy. It can all be done from, again, desktop, laptop, browser based, uh, mobile browser or online banking through the mobile app, just go in to request online bill pay access and that is turned on immediately. Okay, so we've got people now where they're, you know, they've established membership. They've decided that, okay, I may need a checking account with a debit card and I want to be able to look at that through online banking, potentially pay any bills. Now, we can get into any number of these topics in, in, a, in future episodes and really get down in the weeds about it, where people could dial this up and listen to it after hours on a weekend, on a holiday, and maybe resolve an issue that they're having or figure out how to do it, you know, self-service, do it on their own. But what else do people know, ladies, or need to know um, that first time through becoming a member or making sure that they're set up right? Have we missed anything? 
Well, I mean, Paige brought up the e-funds, and I think probably the general membership and people don't know what e-funds is, which is really a kind of like a credit report for how you've handled your checking account or bank accounts in the past with other financial institutions. So if you had an overdrawn account with somebody else and never paid it back, they're more than likely reporting you to e-funds. So when we check and pull that information on you, we're less likely to give you a checking account if you overdrew it somewhere else and never paid it, paid them back. Okay, so the follow-up question of that, Andrea, would be, let's say that someone has that history out there, maybe they're unaware mm -hmm. um, that it's there, and we discover that and say, okay, hey, we can't do that today, but do we offer them a remedy? Um, we still obviously will do service with you. Um, we will still cash checks. You're still allowed to have a savings. You're still allowed to have an ATM card with withdrawal only. Um, you're still allowed to have online banking. You're still allowed to have all those services even without the checking account. However, as soon as you know you prove to us that that's paid or that you no longer owe that, we will immediately open you a checking account. Okay, very good. So there is a way, there's a workaround for people. Um, and I know that, you know, we run into that on occasion, but it seems like most of the time, um, you know, people kind of blow right through that process and we just, you know, we open a checking account, but yeah, that's, that's good information. So what else are we, you know, missing or Brian, if you have other questions that I haven't thought of that, um, that we can give people today that just talks about that basic membership and getting started with Quest. It's, it's very topical given the, the current state of affairs, the events of the pandemic and everything. Um, you can do all of this through the drive-through. Uh, we have made special allowances to do that. So as it relates to now and, and maybe six or so months into the future, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, the, the, this will all likely still hold true, meaning that if you bring your identification uh, proof of address, residency, and again, um, maybe just to rewind a real, real quick is field of membership. If you're listening to this and you're not sure what it takes to become a member, as long as you live, work, worship, or go to school within the three counties of Hardin, Logan, and Wyandotte counties, Ohio, you are eligible to become a member of Quest Federal Credit Union. So that's how you uh, can say, oh yes, I, I do want to become a member. It doesn't take anything more than what I just mentioned. But yes, you can do all this through the drive-through, get all of the information going. We may ask you for signatures. We can get that to you securely um, through the drive-through, and we could even make allowances to do that electronically as needed uh, if you are unable to visit a branch during branch hours. Well, and you can do that work online, too, to apply to become a member. That's correct. Which mm -hmm. would say sitting in a drive-thru or talking to someone yep. on the phone if you don't choose to. If you want to do it at midnight, you can do it at midnight. That's absolutely true, Paige. Thanks for reminding me because you do have the ability to even upload a photo of your driver's license. That helps speed along the process. It gives us just that next level of verification to say, oh, yep, this member is eligible uh, based on address alone. So th that's a great point. Yeah. So really your options are, um, you know, and again, we're talking during the pandemic of 20 and, and headed into 21, uh, the phone, uh, the drive through starting the process and getting most all of the way through that online. So lots of different options and someday soon, and we can't give you a date on that, but someday soon we'll be able to walk right back in through the front door and, and talk to someone face to face. And, and we'll, we will get back to that just as quickly as we can when it's safe for everyone involved. Very good. 
Well, before we sign off, does anyone have anything to add? Any hot topics? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Did you have fun? Yes. Very good. Yeah. Good. We'll invite That's... all of these uh, these wonderful employees and senior staff members back to help us out with more in-depth topics, as Matt, Matt uh, mentioned earlier. Very good. Thank you again, Brian, for getting this set up for us. We hope people stay tuned. We've got lots of episodes coming up that will be very, very informational and hopefully very fun to listen to because we've got the cast of characters lined up to to keep recording. And, uh, you know, I guess for my sign off, I just wish everyone a great day and a happy holiday season. Same here. Thanks for listening. Take care. See ya. Bye. <laughs>